by Fulton J. Sheen. It's called The Life of Christ. And uh, then we're going to go uh, together and we're going to partake of communion. Uh, if the ushers, if you did not receive the communion elements, would you just raise your hands and the ushers will get the communion elements with you. If you're online uh, and you're at home or somewhere, why don't you prepare right now uh, and uh, get your communion elements ready so that we can participate uh, together. How many of you know Jesus was born to die? Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of times, you know, people miss it in the sense that, you know, we're looking for the spectacular. And when you look for the spectacular, sometimes you miss the supernatural. And uh, the, the simplicity of the Christmas story is the fact that Jesus came born of a virgin, born on this earth, God in the flesh. And uh, I want to read this uh, to you, and it says this. In the filthiest place in the world, a stable purity was born. He was later to be slaughtered by man, acting as beasts, was born among beasts. He would call himself the living bread, descended from heaven and was laid in a manger, literally a place for the animals to eat. There was no room in the inn, but there was room in the stable. The inn is a gathering place of public opinion, the focal point of the world's moods, the rendezvous of the worldly, the rowing place of the popular and the successful, but the stable is a place for the outcasts, the ignored and forgotten. The world might have expected the Son of God to be born, and if he was to be born at all, it would be at an inn. The stable would be the last place in the world where one would have looked for him. But divinity is always where one least expects to find it. No worldly mind would have suspected that he who would make the sun warm on earth would one day have need of an ox and an ass to warm him with their breath. That he would clothe the fields with grass would himself be naked. That he from whose hand the planets and the world would one day have tiny arms that were not long enough to touch the huge heads of the cattle. That the feet which trod the everlasting hills would one day be too weak to walk. And that the eternal world and word would be dumb and the omnipotence would be wrapped in swaddling clothes and salvation would be lying in a manger. No one would have ever suspected that God coming to this earth would ever be so helpless. And that is precisely why so many miss him. Divinity is always where one least expects to find it. If the artist is at home in the studio because of the paintings out of the creation of his own mind, and if the sculptor is at home among the statues because they are the work of his own hands, and if the husband is at home among the vines because he planted them, and if the father is at home among his children because they are his own, surely then they would argue, he who made the world should be at home in it. He should come into it as an artist into his studio or as a father into his home. But for the creator to come among his creatures and be ignored by them. For God to come among his own and not to be received by his own. For God to be homeless at home. That could only mean one thing to the worldly mind. And that is the babe could not be God at all. And that is just why they missed him. Divinity is always where one least expects to find it. The Son of God made man was invited to enter his world through the back door exiled from earth. He was born under the earth and in a sense the first caveman in recorded history. And there he shook the earth to its very foundations because he was born in a cave. All who wish to see him must stoop. To stoop is the mark of humility. The proud refuse to stoop and therefore they miss divinity. He accepted the manger because there was not room in the end. He accepted the cross because men said, we will not have this man for our king. 
Disowned upon entering, rejected upon leaving. He was laid in a stranger's stable in the beginning and a stranger's grave at the end. An ox and an ass surrounded his crib at Bethlehem and two thieves were to plank his cross on Calvary. He was wrapped in swaddling bands in his birthplace. He was laid in swaddling clothes in his tomb. The shepherds watched their flocks nearby and were told by the angels, this is a sign by which you would know him. You'll find the child still in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. He was already at birth, bearing his cross, the only cross a baby could bear, a cross of poverty, exile, and limitation. Covetousness was already being challenged by his poverty, while pride was confronted with his humiliation of a stable. The swabbing of divine power, which needs to accept no bounds, is often too great to tax upon minds which think only of power. They could not grasp the idea of divine condensation or of the rich man becoming poor, that through his poverty we may be rich. Men shall have no greater sign of divinity than the absence of power as they expect it. He whom the angels call the Son of the Most High descended into the red dust from which we were born to be the one with the weak, fallen man in all things except for sin. It is the swaddling clothes which constitute his sign. If who is omnipotent had come with thunderbolts, they would not have needed to be a sign. There is no sign unless something contrary to nature happens. Only two classes of people found the babe. The shepherds and the wise men. The simple and the learned. Those who knew that they knew nothing and those who knew that they did not know everything. It is never seen by the man who thinks he knows. Not even God can tell the proud anything. Only the humble can find him. Divinity is always where one least expects to find it. He is here this morning. The light of heaven is here. Emmanuel, he is here. But he is not just here. He is now in us for those of us who know him. God for us has become God with us. And God with us has become Christ in us, the hope of glory. Luke says it like this in Luke 1, 78. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Today, in this room, we've got only one or two choices. We've got the choice either to accept him for who he is and embrace him as Christ the Lord or look for him in other places that we'll never find. Divinity is always found where you least expect it. People say, oh, I would believe God if, if there's, a, if a, if there's a, a loud noise and, a, and he calls me from heaven. How many of you know God has already revealed everything to you that needs to be revealed? The question you have to ask, are you willing to accept God's way or are you insisting on your way? And at the end of your life, You're going to live your life in one or two ways. It's either you are going to say, your will be done, or you're going to say, my will be done. And today, I want to encourage you as we go to the Lord's table, make this the Christmas that you surrender and submit all of your heart, all of your life to Him. Let's bow our heads in this moment.
as we bow our heads, I'm just going to simply ask you today, if you've never accepted Christ as the Lord of your life, or maybe you have, maybe you've prayed some prayer, but you kind of gone astray and done your own thing, but today you say, Henny, I, I don't just want to find him, I want to know him, and I want to serve him with all of my life. Before we go to the Lord's table, Paul encourages us to examine ourselves. So I don't want you to look at your neighbor. I don't want you to think about your wife. I don't want you to think about anybody else. I want you to think about where you are with Christ. In this moment, let's do some self-evaluation. And in this moment, let's go to him and ask him for his grace that is sufficient for all and every circumstance. Christ is the Lord. Do you believe that? As we go to his table today, think about that right now. And if you don't know, if you're not sure, if you say, hey, I, I, I'm not sure, then you can make sure right now. For God gave him who knew no sin, sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So today, while every head is bowed, every eye closed, and you're saying, Henny, before I partake of communion, I want to make sure that my life is right with God. I want to come to him. I want to pray with you. In a moment, I'm going to count to three and then I'm going to clap my hands. And when I clap my hands together, if that's you and you would like to pray with me today, just pop your hand up high. If you're online, I just want you to use the hand raise emoji. If you're outside, just pop your hand up out there. Somebody will see it. Are you willing to go God's way instead of your own? Are you willing to say your will be done instead of yours? If that's you, then I want to pray with you today. I'm going to count. One, two, three. Just pop up your hand and let me see it. I see it. Thank you. 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 I see hands absolutely everywhere. Online, you just you just use the hand raise emoji and say, Henny, pray for me. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I see them back there. Thank you. You can put it down. Thank you. Over there. I see them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see them there to my left, there to my right. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. You can put them down. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. There's no magic. In this prayer, this is not an abracadabra prayer. This is just a way of bringing our hearts before the Lord. So I want everybody in this room, everybody online, everybody outside, would you pray this with me? The simple pray, prayer says, Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I acknowledge that you are Christ and Christ alone. I acknowledge that you died for me on the cross, shed your blood so that I can be forgiven. So today, I confess with my mouth Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. I believe that God has raised you from the dead and that you are alive. Come now. Come now and live in me. I thank you that my past is forgiven and forgotten, washed away by the blood of Jesus. Today, Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering for that right now. Now listen, now we can go to the Lord's table. Renewed in art. So let's just, if you just take the, the top little see-through cellophane, you can just open it up and you can take out the bread and I want you just to hold the bread. The Bible says in the same night, Jesus took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body which is broken for you. His body was broken for us.
The Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. So right now, as we partake of his broken body, remember that he makes all things new. Let's go ahead and partake of that in Jesus' name. And then just take the cup, and you'll see that there's a little silver purple lid, and you can just pull that back. If you're unable to pull it back, ask your neighbor to help. If they can't help, none of you are saved. I'm just teasing. He said, in the same manner, he took the cup and said, this is the new covenant. Somebody say new covenant. In my blood for the forgiveness of sins. This is the cup of the Lord Jesus Christ that declares the victory. And do you know that this blood not only speaks here, but it speaks in the heavens. And he declares that the guilty is now free. That those who are guilty are now innocent. Why are we innocent? Because we've never done anything wrong. No, we are innocent because we've received his grace through his blood. And his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So let's partake right now together as a body of believers and enjoy the cup of the new covenant in Jesus' name. Let's do that. Let me just pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you that we can recognize that the light has come to us who sit in darkness. And we who dwelled in the shadow of death have now a guide to the path of peace. Thank you in the midst of all of the turmoil, in the midst of all of the confusion, in the midst of all of the noise. Thank you that Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, clearly speaks to our hearts. So today... We give you all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. We say there is none as high and lifted up as our King. Be glorified. And as we go home today and celebrate with our families, celebrate with our friends, please remind us that you, King Jesus, you are the light of the world. And you shine bright even in the darkest of places. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering that he is worthy of today. Come on, somebody.